Welcome to Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast from South City's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. If you're interested in learning more about our church, you can go to southcities.church. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Nick. Hello, Dave. Ethan is present as well. Hey. There's a a baby in the other room and a baby monitor present. So if suddenly (laughs) you hear the cries of a child... It is probably not your own. <laughs> it is but probably Ethan's. Don't assume it's mine. Yeah. Check on your child. Check on your child. Check on your child if your child is prone <laughs> for crying. And if not, like it's just, fine. It's, it's Ethan's. It's Ethan's <laughs> child right. on this recording on this yet again dreary Wednesday. Ethan's um, always multitasking. Always it's true. So uh, random question. What is the time? that you were most embarrassed in front of a crowd? Oh, geez. <laughs> most embarrassed. I've worked really hard to block these moments out of my <laughs> mind, Daniel. Well, <laughs> keep them, you can keep them as appropriate for the podcast as possible. Uh, where, when were you embarrassed in front of a crowd? Hmm. Ethan's like, I, I've I, never been in front of a crowd in my life. I've always been in the sound booth, so... Eh, I've ha- I have had to run up on stage in the middle of services in front of everybody. Mm. That was fun. Now, was that embarrassing for you? No, no, it wasn't. No. It's embarrassing for whoever forgot to. I I enjoy social awkwardness even at my own expense. Oh, okay, that's good. So good time. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. You are you. you enjoy, I enjoy others more. Yeah, I probably. <laughs> it's probably enjoy, a character. Do you enjoy flaw. social <laughs> anxiety <laughs> at yours or another's expense? I. Don't really have any. Okay, he doesn't. Right. He doesn't good. know what that is. Yeah, yeah I, I really do. What's, you are you uniquely are suited to be a sound man. <laughs> I I can't ahead, really Dave. remember one. Okay, um, well, I'll give you some more time because I can remember one of mine. Well, the, I was going to say the only one I, the one I've heard, I was embarrassed about, is when I was like a really little boy, and I was a ring bearer in a wedding. Oh. And I face planted, Disaster walking down the, the aisle, oh. and stood up and Bummer. like looked at the crowd. And apparently, I played it off well, like shrugged my shoulders and laughed. But my mom and dad, I think, said I was pretty embarrassed about that mm. later. That sounds like a horrible thing to have happen. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Can you be previously embarrassed about yourself? Because along those lines, sure. Oh yeah. When well, I was two, my oldest sister got married, and I was the ring bearer, yeah. and the bow that I was that was put on me like necktie bow yeah bow tie that's what they're called necktie yeah. no necktie i think bow. most people call them necktie bows necktie bows okay <laughs> yeah. necktie bow I let's go with that guys yeah it was so tie big you uh, should see a picture of this thing it was twice the size of my head <laughs> <laughs> i want to see a picture all right i'll thing. try and find one for you do that you do that Look okay. to Instagram for a picture of Ethan's necktie, <laughs> no, necktie, necktie bow. Nick, Nick previously embarrassed or, uh, <laughs> or to your memory embarrassed? Well, Dave knows this one. I was preaching a sermon at Sojourners. Oh. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was in Ephesians 2. It's hard to tell us without people being able to see the hand motions you did. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> once I realized what happened, I was very embarrassed. First sermon you ever preached there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So it was, you know, it was the... You know, we were darkened, you know, following the prince of the power of the air. We were walking in our sins, dead in our sins. And then I said, 
But then we get to verse four, but God, and this is a big butt. And I went like, I made a motion with my hands. It was like two feet, you know, like, and I went big butt. And Dave looked at me and I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, long term, he's the worship guy. So it's not going to be a lot of this happening, but. <laughs> and you could, and our administrative assistant, Lori, was in the back just cracking up. Oh, yeah. Just laughing. There and I could tell that several people were trying to be nice to me, trying to hold it in. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's nothing to do but just move on. <laughs> so anyway. That's one that, I mean, there was a couple more, but that's the one that really. That's the one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. We all, in many ways, stumble. You don't get out of this. Why don't I? <laughs> talk into your mic. We all, in many ways, stumble. Who's going to transition? I was going to, but I can talk. Uh, well, I don't know that I actually, I have been. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I think my wife said to me a few months ago, like, have you ever been embarrassed in your life? And I have been. Um but I'm not really sure in front of a crowd if I've been embarrassed. When I was really little, like, uh, well, maybe this is just like instructive. Like I was uh, part of a competition for a thing called the Odyssey of the Mind, which was like a STEM thing. Oh, for, I remember Odyssey of the for Mind. For like elementary and middle school kids. And we had designed something on a CAD program mm-hmm. to like carry a certain amount of weight in a competition. And just because of some fluky little thing, like it broke in transition out Mm. to the stage. And uh, we we were disqualified instantly after, you know, months and months of planning. And even though it was broke, it still held more weight by more than double than the previous, uh, the previous, um, the the other person that actually won. And I was just so like. So why were you disqualified if it still did? Because it broke just slightly. And that disqualifies you? Yes. Oh. And so. We, uh, I remember crying and I, I think I hit someone. Oh, I think like they came up, like, like said something to me about me crying and I, I think I slugged them. <laughs> so in front of a crowd, which was, uh, embarrassing, I think. But then fast forward, you know, a whole bunch of years, very first time teaching Sunday school at Bethlehem. This is 2010. And if you know me, I am of a certain descent that would be, uh, you know, more sweaty as opposed to less sweaty. And <laughs> That's I not remember, where I thought you were going with I that. I remember, uh, not height, yeah, but I stuck my arms up in front of a crowd of, I don't know how many kids and adults were in Sunday school, maybe 80, and my, my like, I wore the wrong shirt that day and my armpits were completely soaked. And mm. the people in the front row, went, I watched their mouths all go, like they opened their mouths. <laughs> and so I just, I'm like, I just left them up. I'm just like, I mean, this is who I am. You're going to have to get used to this. Like, I will try to wear a different shirt next time. But I think I kept them up for like another 20 seconds while I continued to teach mm. just so that people could bask in that. So mm. embarrassed in the past, not so embarrassed anymore. Congregational affirmation of faith. I don't even know. How Great to transition. Good. That was smooth. We are not embarrassed about what we believe at South City. So there, there we, we go. go. That's, hey. We don't want to, you know sweat the small stuff, but there's some things we think are really big. That's true. That's you know? true. You know, uh, we believe that. And this, that's a big, butt. we believe, <laughs> <laughs> we believe that this statement of faith can carry a lot of weight before it breaks. Mm. Um, there we go. Well, right. talk about callbacks. <laughs> All right. All right.
Um, so we're on to Article 8, the church. Let's not trip over these things, though, you know. <laughs> the church. Uh, I can't think of a neck bow tie or whatever you, <laughs> what you call it. <laughs> we're not going to choke when it comes to but this right is doctrine. A, this is our best attempt to tie our doctrine up into a neat bow. Oh, oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, Article 8, the church. A bow necktie, I think. We... What's going on over there? Sorry. Yeah, stop with the sidebars, guys. We're, we're, okay. Article 8, the church. We believe in the universal church, a living spiritual body of which Christ is the head and all regenerated persons are members. We believe in the local church, consisting of a company of believers in Jesus Christ, baptized upon a credible profession of faith, and associated for worship, work, and fellowship. We believe that God has laid upon the members of the local church the primary task of giving the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost world. Amen. What are the two big divisions in that? We believe in two different like ways of thinking about the church. Universal Un- and local? Yeah, universal and local church. Yeah. Um a living spiritual body of which Christ is the head and all regenerated persons are members. We just finished our article about regeneration. Mm -hmm. So we believe that the universal church consists of everybody who's regenerated. Is that a unique Baptist proposition that the universal church is all regenerated people? (laughs) I don't think so. It's not. Yeah, it's it's a pretty broadly Protestant or even other streams of Christianity where they believe that regeneration happens because of the sacrament. Uh, they, but they would still say that. Yep. Once, mm-hmm. once you're regenerated, you join the universal church. Yeah, right. that's correct. So, uh, it's a living spiritual body of which Christ is the head. Which, you know, that's uh, that's Ephesians four. I just preached on that. Yep. Uh, that's First uh, Corinthians twelve. So many other texts. Uh, is Christ then to be considered the head of local churches? Is there a way in which we can talk that way, or is that a bit too much? I think by way of extension, because uh, since Christ is the head of the universal church and local churches are expressions local thereof. expressions of yeah, yeah. the universal church, yep. then... Yes. What does it mean that Christ is the head? Is this a trick question? No. Oh. What does it mean that he's the head? Is that an authority? Is that source? Is that just purely an analogy about the body that like, how would you, uh, how would you articulate it? I think it's, I think it's both. Okay. Authority, source. Yeah. yeah and, okay. Yep. And I think it's, you know, like it talks about in Ephesians 2. Um, is it Ephesians 2 or Ephesians 4? Oh, now I'm not remembering. But how we're, we're united to Christ. And therefore, he is our head. Um, and we become members of that body. So it's like in relation to how the church is formed. Christ is, he's the authority, he's the source, he's the one that holds us together as the church, like a head does the body. I, I think I think the verses in Ephesians one, I think that's what you're thinking of. At the end of Ephesians one, 
help us yeah. understand what head means. So it says, when he was raised, he was raised far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. That sounds like power, authority, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one yeah. to come. And he put all things under his feet. That's what I'm thinking of. And gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So, um, yeah, authority, leadership, it would be another way to talk about it, I think. He's was meant to follow him. You know, if you think uh, we're meant to follow Christ, that means yeah, he leads us. We look to him for that. Um, can you be, so all regenerated persons are members of the universal church. Can you be a member of the universal church and not be a member of a local church? Yes. You can. How do those two things relate, do you think? Um, should, re- should <clears throat> keyword, regenerated persons be members of local churches? Right. So I think one of the key things to mention here is that membership in and of itself is never mentioned in the Bible, right? Not directly. The, the term, right? Well, I mean, we are members of his body, Corinthian church, but sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea of membership. The, the idea of membership, have. yes, right. Signing a covenant, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Um, but the principle is there, right? And so what local churches do is they covenant with one another to watch over one another's faith, practice the ordinances, <laughs> um, and you know, sit under the teaching, fellowship together, they gather together. And that should be what every member of the universal church signs up for. Yeah. That's good. Um, so it should be, but if you're not a, a member in our modern understanding, that doesn't mean that you're outside of the universal church. But we think that you oh, yeah. should yeah. <laughs> become a member of a local church to commit to one another and do all the things that a local church does. Right. Does that make sense? It does, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, and so that's the next clause. We believe in the local church consisting of a company of believers in Jesus Christ, baptized upon a credible profession of faith and associated for worship work and fellowship. So it's a description. It consists of the local church. Um, It's a company of believers. They're baptized upon a credible profession of faith. Does that mean that we think that churches... That baptized without a credible profession of faith are not churches? No. At least I don't think that. No, I don't either. <laughs> so we believe the local church, let's just, you know, we'll just take it, uh, allied it a little bit here. We believe in the local church, it's a company of believers who are baptized on a credible profession of faith. Mm-hmm. So that's just a description of what we believe the local church is. I think that's that's one of our Baptist distinctives. Sure. Right, is that that's what we see scripture teaching. Yep, and so when somebody is baptized into mm-hmm. membership as, uh, as part of a church or into the covenant in some sense, but they're not regenerated, mm-hmm. we would just say that's not the picture that we see in either the prophets or right. in the New Testament. Mm-hmm surrounding membership. Yep. And I mean, what we would say is that I don't think we would believe that there is a perfect local church out there and you can have degrees of faithfulness, you know, in a local church. Yep. yep. And this would be one where we would say, well, we think that baptism is a part, mm. you know, upon a credible profession of faith and what it means to be a part of a church. But that isn't one of the, like, if you get that yeah, yeah. wrong, it doesn't disqualify you from being a church. So we put three uh, modifiers or three descriptors associated for worship, work, 
and fellowship. Why don't we say accountability? Uh, I would just assume fellowship, fellowship has encompasses that built into it. Yeah. Okay. Like the kind of fellowship that we're talking about yeah. is like not just potluck once yeah. a year fellowship. Right. Like know each other like, to, yeah. to know and be known, to love and be loved in a way that you would naturally want to be yeah. Yeah. about Christ and pointing each other to Christ. So take the last sentence. We believe that God has laid upon the members of the local church the primary task of giving the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost world. Why didn't we say the universal church? I I think because we believe that the way God has organized the church in local expressions means that there's uh, uh, local leadership and local membership that look around and say, here's our place. God determines the boundaries and the dwelling places um, where we are to make much of him and, you know, our, our workplaces, our families, our co-ops, you know, wherever we are. And I think that there's, uh, I think there's also just reason to believe that's how God mainly wants to work in just the way Paul writes letters, you know, to the church in Ephesus, to the church in I mean, you know, wherever um, he's he's aiming at these local expressions and calling them to particular things in their particular situations. Could look at the churches in Revelation and say, you know, a similar thing. Um, but that's that's it. Actually, is a substantial thing that's important because we don't just think, well, everyone go do your thing. We think, you know, we have we actually have responsibility at South Cities Church to care about the South cities. That's why we, that's one of the reasons we put it in our name is we wanted to feel that obligation and privilege we have. That's part of the reason we think church planting is so essential. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not just blessing and baptizing parachurch ministries as much of a blessing as they can be. That's right. Yeah. But it is not the job of said ministries to be the primary carriers, especially disconnected from local church ministry. That's parachurch, you know, it's one, it's, it's one of the reasons that we're really aiming our global outreach at seeking to yep. either plant or strengthen yep, yep. local churches in those unreached areas. Yep. There's nothing in here about church polity. There's nothing in here about congregationalism or even the way that elders potentially lead the church or anything like that. So for members, we're just asking them to embrace kind of this trunk of theology mm-hmm. that we believe about the church. Article 9, Christian Conduct. We believe that all Christians should live for the glory of God and the well-being of their fellow image bearers, that their conduct should be blameless before the world, they should be faithful stewards of their possessions, and that they should seek to realize for themselves and others the full stature of maturity in Christ. Mm -hmm. There's a word that's repeated there a whole bunch, should. So what what do we think, why is that in there? As opposed to? Is R do B. What do you think? Wow, that was good, Nick. Way to way to judo that back at me. Uh, this is an aspirational one. This is not just what we believe. This is we believe we ought be this kind of thing. And implicit right. in that is an understanding you don't do this perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's a high calling to be a Christian, but um, you know we all fail in many ways. We should be blameless before the world. We should be faithful stewards. We should 
seek to mature in Christ. Uh, and yep, doesn't always happen. Uh, what does it mean to live for the glory of God? In a sentence. Uh, to recognize that in all things, um, he is the, the point of it all, right? He's the highest treasure. He's the, the greatest gift in the whole world. And so even when we enjoy God's good gifts, we should do it realizing that he's the giver and to give him glory and praise in everything. Yeah. What does it mean to live for the well-being of our fellow image bearers? I think it means to, I actually like, uh, I actually like the sentence that Pastor John coined a while ago where he says, we care about all suffering, especially eternal suffering. So I think for the Christian, it means the highest, <coughs> the highest care we have is for the faith and salvation of those around us, which would mean in the church, I want to care about my brothers and sisters making it to glory with Jesus. In my neighborhood, I want to care about my neighbors who don't yet know him, knowing him. And it means uh, that uh, everyone made in God's image is worthy of dignity and respect and care. And therefore, for those who the Lord puts in my path that are in need of, you know, whether it's practical needs or uh, someone to listen or, you know, someone to help them get connected to other people who can care and help well, that they're worth the time and energy and effort to do so. Um, Amen. What does it mean to be in the full stature of maturity in Christ? We just talked about this maybe a touch in the recap, which I think is being released before this will be released uh, by a few days. What does it mean to be like, to realize for se- themselves and others, the just, full stature? Just of go maturity? listen to the recap. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we realize for ourselves full stature of maturity right now? No, I don't think we can. There's always a sense in which we're going to continue to grow. Right, right. Continue to fight our sin, continue to be more of, you know, who God wants us to be in Christ in this life. Um, so, Great. which is why we should seek to realize yeah, yeah. We continue to seek. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and maybe just to say too that sometimes I think we can think of that as this really, um, like this really unique uh, vein in the church or something. But I think I think that it goes right along with the well-being of all people. In other words, if we think of Jesus as coming fully God, fully man, to show us what the happiest, healthiest human being ever looked like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. then what we're really seeking for ourselves and others, both in both in salvation and in growing in faith, is, you know, let's all try to be as fully human <laughs> in the best sense of the word as we can made in the image of God. Um, and I just think it brings the ideas together in a way that sometimes we think about, well, that's just like what we want for Christians, you know, but no, we actually want that for everyone. And it just so happens that you know, for that renewal to begin, you need the Holy Spirit dwelling inside you. So yep. salvation's the the way in, the door in. But then we'd mm-hmm. say, man, to be like Jesus is to be yeah. the healthiest, happiest yep. human yep. you can be, which means you'll flourish yeah, in which all is, sorts of ways we don't think about. Which is part of our witness to the world. That's right. In the two middle parts, blameless before the world, yeah. and faithful stewards 
of our possessions yeah. as we're walking after Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're seeking like essentially to like by our uniqueness, this is even what, you know, Israel was called to in Deuteronomy four by the, uh, the way that they followed the law, they would, that the nations would see the wisdom of God. That's right. And so similarly, not exactly the yeah. same, but similarly, the church is called to that. Which, which is, is kind of what Paul says in Ephesians yeah. 3. Yep. You're going to show everyone yeah. and even the demon, demons the wisdom and power of God's plan. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, next week, we're going to do number 10, the ordinances. Yay, the sacraments, perhaps. Oh. And then number 10. Just kidding. Re- or number 11, religious <laughs> liberty. So That's looking forward to it. Good job. You wrap that up in a bow. Mm. Thanks, guys. Bye.